Disclaimer, we do not agree with or support J.K. Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way, shape, or form, and we also do not tolerate Draco Sands or Death Eater sympathizers. However, they are warmly welcome to tune into our podcast. We'd also like to forewarn everyone that we will be mentioning later books and events in every episode, so here's your official spoiler warning. Enjoy the show! Volkanov, back again with Colin Bones. Hi. So, I, like, PSA, I don't know. I, <laughs> I really sounded like I was gonna say something important there. Like we were about to address an important issue yeah. or something. We aren't, just so you guys know. <laughs> no, I'm sure there are important issues to address, but we don't have them. Yeah, anyways, today <laughs> today we will be discussing and analyzing chapters 10 and 11 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And today's question of the day is what is the first oh. thing that you would do if you had the Marauder's Map? Wait, I... Okay, I just need to talk about it for a second. It just struck me that I never even answered the question last episode. Wait, you didn't? No. Oh, you didn't. Okay, well, just for a quick reminder, my question last week was, if you could prank Filch once, what would you do? So, what would you do? Okay, so I... I would turn him into water, okay? Okay. Like, a temporary, like, turn you into water charm. And then make like a giant drink it and then when he turns back he'll just be like in a giant stomach for the rest of his life and nobody will know where he is okay okay and so now (laughs) what's the first thing you would do if you had the marauder's map i Stop it. Whoa. That sounded like the beginning of, like, Hamilton, one of the songs. What was it? It sounded like the beginning of tw- t- Ten Dual Commandments. <laughs> I almost started say- singing it. Oh, oh. What is the um, first thing you would do uh, if you had the Marauder's Map? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's that interesting. It doesn't have to be. Just answer. I I don't know, because it's just, like, great, you know where somebody is. Like, what am I supposed to do with that information? I don't know, sneak out of the castle? <laughs> but that's not gonna help. What are you talking about? You would know where Filch was, and Snape, and Dumbledore, to make sure that they didn't oh, catch you. I guess. That's literally the whole I point guess. of why they use the Marauder's Map, <laughs> is to sneak around. I mean, I think I would just hide in the tunnels. <laughs> And then make them think that I just, like, I want to see if they think that I'm just become a part of their deaths at Hogwarts that happen every year. I feel like I would use that to just, I feel like I would use it to, like, I don't know, um, maybe, like... So I could see my own funeral. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) I would use it to, like scare people really badly because like I suck at pranks but like to just hide somewhere and just 
conjure something up that's not dangerous, but that would just scare people really badly, and watch, and it would be hilarious. So, see, my ideas of hilarious are apparently just all death. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to go to my like own funeral. These questions are sparking something inside me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a serial killer. Maybe I sh- will. You know what I'm about to say. Maybe I will continue down the Weasley line. Okay, I have, I think it's the next episode that I have a whole note about how you're wrong about them being serial killers. I Well, now I'm curious. Okay, we'll see, I we'll guess. See. You guys have to wait a week. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> so, I think that Ginny's get well card to Harry is probably the most 12-year-old thing ever, but I love it. I think it's really funny. It's so cute. It's so funny. I love that she chose for it to sing, like, shrilly, and it it and wouldn't it, like, stop. it, like, sounds horrible. Yeah. I, I would give that as, like, a prank gift Yeah, but she, like, fully meant it, which is why it's even better. I know. I wonder if Harry kept that, like, shut under a bowl of fruit like he did in the hospital wing. <laughs> why is my... I'm sorry. A pause in the episode. Why is my foot bleeding? Wait. <laughs> what? My, like, pinky toe is bleeding. Don't show it to me! Christ. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Why? Why would you show Ooh. it to me? <laughs> it's not exactly, like, morbid. Okay, not morbid. Just kind of gross okay i didn't know you were so picky picky what does that have to do with anything i was like why is there red marker on my foot when did i do that turns out i'm just dying <laughs> okay well as we yeah, all I'm pray for Colin, I'm, I'm looking it up on google and seeing if i have cancer I swear to God. <laughs> this is probably the why did my pinky randomly start bleeding? this is probably the biggest detour we've ever taken <laughs> from an episode <laughs> let's see let's see i have sumbungal hematoma sure you do okay well let's all send our prayers to colin and continue on (laughs) with the episode (laughs) if you don't see me next week you know what happened Um, Do you have something to say? I think I meant to put poor Dementors want snacks, but I put poor Dementia want snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I realize now looking at my notes that I did not apply context to any of these. So this is going to be a really fun episode. (laughs) Anyways, my note is more serious. It's like the moment where Remus and Harry are talking about Harry's parents like in this chapter is so interesting because Lupin's life, like I was just thinking about it, like his life must have been like so lonely because Peter Pettigrew was said to be dead. Sirius Black was said to be a mass murderer. James died and like he's just ostracized for being- And that- all happened in one night. Literally. And it's like, imagine standing in front of... And he didn't even know it was happening. Literally. Like, imagine standing in front of your best friend's son and not really being able to tell him. Like, he couldn't really say that then. And they're just like, you know, he has to kind of pretend that he knew less about James and Sirius Black than he did. And it's like, I just thought about how sad his life must have been. And it's just like, the absolute worst. And especially the fact that he died right when it was stabilizing. Just, like, the saddest thing ever. 
Yeah. And wasn't it a full moon? I don't know if somebody made that up. I, I don't know. I feel like it would have been mentioned. Yeah. We'll see, though. Like, it wouldn't have been mentioned in this chapter. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. He's just like, yeah, and it was a full moon. <laughs> oh, I, I, okay. Do Dementors die, and can you kill them? I have them? no freaking idea. I really just don't understand. I mean, I don't get, get Dementors in general. Like, apparently they breed. How? What does a Dementor baby look like? <laughs> I don't know. They have a Dementor breeding season. Like, do you not remember that? No. It happens in one of the books. They say it's Dementor breeding season. What? When? Yeah. You're lying. I'm not even joking. Oh, God. What? I I, I wonder if Google will tell me. I really don't remember that part of the books. <laughs> I think it was... Ha I think it was... Order of the Phoenix? Well, obviously it's a season, but... But, okay, but now it says that they don't breed. But I know I've read well, that Well, they somewhere. have to, because that doesn't mean that, like, what well, if they didn't, that would mean that, like, all Dementors either just spawned out of nowhere, or that they had all been around since the beginning of time and just never died. Okay, here, okay, I'm looking at the Harry Potter wiki, and it says, By mid-1996, the Dementors who had joined Voldemort were multiplying in such quantities as to generate an unseasonal July mist, noticeable to both the Muggle and Wizarding worlds alike. Okay, I remember the mist. I just, and I knew it was Dementors. I just didn't think that meant that it was breeding season. I don't know. I, <laughs> but it says season. I don't, that's so weird to me. I swear I've read that before. I, oh well, I, I guess I'm just um, also deserve to die. Decorating with live fairies for Christmas seems problematic. I feel like that would be kind of <laughs> a problem. <laughs> if they're anything like pixies, it would be a freaking disaster. <laughs> Wait, was I think that was one of my trivia questions. It was a lame one anyway, so... <laughs> I feel like my first one you're definitely going to get, but it was just too funny to pass off the opportunity to talk about it. Okay. Um, why are Hufflepuffs so bad at Quidditch? <laughs> I don't like, know. Like, just genuinely. Why are they so bad? I don't know. Um, like, two... I, they should be good, too. Like, it's supposed to be a team sport. I mean, realistically, it's not a team sport. It just revolves around the seeker. Kind of, yeah. Also, when Fred and George say they know the map by heart, does that, that means the passages, right? Because they can't obviously memorize yeah. like, the people. So when they say they know it by heart, they mean like <laughs> the passages. Because I read yeah. that and I was like, that was a weird thing to say. We've finally gotten to the point now where we need to try and reason out the plot hole of why Fred and George don't see Peter on the map. So what, why do you, what do you think? What is your... The only reasonable explanation I can think of that isn't stupid, because, like, I know it's funny to say that they saw it and just didn't mention it to Ron, but, like, you know... And because they were, like, we're supportive. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's hilarious, yes, but, like, I think that's... Because knowing Fred and George, they would have told the entire... They would have had a party and told their parents, and, like, <laughs> like yeah. I feel like they would have made a big deal out of it, like just for fun because who are they if not instigators um yeah. i think the only reasonable explanation is that they were too preoccupied with the passages and getting out of school i doubt that they were using it much to keep up on ron because clearly they don't care unless he's bothering percy but like 
I think that the only thing I can come up with and have ever been able to come up with is that they were just focused on sneaking out of school all the time and just didn't care. <laughs> See, I kind of agree with the people who obviously there's no canon evidence to prove this, but to say that only the Marauders could see the Marauders on the map. Or descendants of them, because Harry... I But that's the thing. Harry only sees Peter in the movie. Oh, you're right. The, the movies mess with my brain, man. Like, <laughs> they're constantly, like, addling my brain. And <laughs> that would, yeah. And so I guess it could be a Descendants thing as well if we wanted to make the movies make any sense of that <laughs> kind of scenario. Yeah. That would, yeah, that would make sense. I think that that would make sense, or Fred and George just being too preoccupied with themselves sneaking out of school into Honeydukes to even notice other people. Yeah. Like, they probably used that to, like, prank Snape and sneak out of the school. I doubt that they cared ever what Ron was doing on the map. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, also, we never see the people on the map, like, do anything but move from one place to another after the moment where the map shows Harry what to do and what to say to open the one-eyed witch thing, the statue. What do you Because mean? the map, like, the map showed his little character icon, whatever, tapping the, the stone and saying descendium. Like, we never see that happen again, I don't think. Like, the map... Does it? It does, yeah. I was really shocked when I read that, too, because I was like, when does this... Weird. It never happens again, because, like, the map showed himself doing something other than just walking, yeah. which I thought was kind of interesting, because it's like, we never see that happen again. Um, I would just like to say that as much as I love Ron, when Harry appeared in Honeydukes and he said, wow, you've learned to apparate, is by far the stupidest thing he has ever said. <laughs> I love the running joke of them never <laughs> reading Hogwarts of History, and Not even just not reading it, but not internalizing a single thing that Hermione said about it. It's not even like they didn't have to read it. She mentioned it every single day, and they still didn't remember anything about it. And the fact that Harry shows up, and he just goes, wow. And it's, like, still happening in, like, Half-Blood Prince is the best part. I know, and it's like, even in the last book... They're, like, legitimately trying to save the world, and they still don't know. And it's, like, this is so funny, because he just, out of, he just is, like, completely being serious. He's like, wow! I really would have, like, I know Ron is not an idiot, but I really would have thought it was funny if, like, in the final battle, Ron's looking around and he's like, I'm so confused, you can't operate inside Hogwarts! <laughs> I know. It was just so funny. Like, it was really funny when I read that because he just goes, wow, you've learned to operate. And it's just like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard you say. Like, <laughs> and it was so interesting how it said in this book that no one can get past the Whomping Willow. And I was like, just wait. <laughs> just wait until the end of the book because they're going to do it. Just wait until you're literally brutally dragged under yeah. there. <laughs> also, how did Dementors know, like, who is who? Like, do they even have eyes, or do they just, like, know? Like, I, they apparently can talk. And how do they get instructions? So, do they have ears? Apparently. I don't understand anything about Dementors. I know, like... They seem so unthought out, to be honest. Yeah, they really... It's like, 
they're there, they serve a purpose, but at the same time, it's, like, how do they work? <laughs> like, I don't... Like, and that's the thing. People credit J.K. Rowling way too much on her world building. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's... She doesn't go into detail on anything. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend... Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend, like, this isn't my favorite series, like, ever, besides Percy Jackson, but, like, there are a lot of things that could have been bulked up a little bit like developed yeah. more like how do how do we not know how dementors work i've read this series eight times how do we not know how magic works <laughs> <laughs> that's my question oh my yeah um also when hermione like harry asked hermione if she's gonna report him and he's like laughing at her because he knows she won't it's probably one of the, like the funniest exchanges they've ever had because he's like why are you gonna report me and she's like no. <laughs> also, um, when Molly, when Ron said that Molly b- beat Fred with a broomstick after he gave Ron an acid pop, was she was he talking about a broom for like cleaning or like flying? Because I was envisioning like literally I don't like. Think it matters. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was picturing, like, Although, one of the... didn't he say that it literally burned through his tongue? Oh, yeah. Like, it's an acid pop. It burned a hole in his tongue. First question, why does that exist? <laughs> I know. Second question, what is wrong with them? <laughs> they are serial killers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how you're not convinced at this point. I'm sorry, British people, but Merry Christmas is far superior to Happy Christmas. I feel like... Like, I don't know if I'm about to start a war on this podcast, <laughs> but Happy Christmas sucks. Oh my god. I, I am so sorry, but I don't know who thought that was okay. I feel like it kind of makes sense because it's like, Happy Fourth... I mean, they don't celebrate Fourth of July, but it's like... But it doesn't sound okay, good. Okay, but it's like, Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Easter, they don't celebrate Fourth of July... I don't think happy 4th of July happy this happy this and then it's Merry Christmas like why like why not just make it all match um because it sounds better <laughs> I mean I would be glad if it was Merry Thanksgiving ew Merry that sounds Valentine's weird though Day. Merry Ber- I am gonna hang up <laughs> we and this is where we're going to draw the line. Oh, here. is it? I don't want to get into this, okay. okay? Um, what was I about to say? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, my my thing is just why is the minister just in a pub? <laughs> that'd why? be like that'd be like Who? the president walking into like an it's olive garden. It's literally the president <laughs> just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> walking into like the neighborhood bar like, "What's up?" <laughs> and then just like yelling about some super secret thing that happened. Like, here's a secret! (laughs) You want to hear it? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of something. Oh my god, okay. This is your time. (laughs) Call in. Um, (laughs) We both just looked at each other like, you can't say that! (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that Taylor Swift's dad is... Okay, okay, Biden walks into Olive Garden is in a screaming, did you know Taylor Swift's dad is Mickey Mouse? <laughs> like, just like, that's basically what yeah. happened. 
And no one in the world knows it, even her. And he's, like, talking up random people. Yeah. Like, she, he's just, like, talking to, like, the Home Depot worker. Did you just say Home Depot? <laughs> I, I'm hanging up the phone again. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Um, are we at the, like, okay, yeah, we're there. Um, the adults in Harry's life not telling him the story about Sirius and his dad and, like, Sirius being his godfather was so cheap. And, like, saying the idea would torment him is such a lame excuse. Literally everything in his life is worse than that. And it's, like, they can't even tell him that because they're so, like, I'll never understand that because all of the, most of the adults in his life, at least, were, like, no, we won't tell him anything and he'll be fine. I'm, like, he's never going to be fine. There is a major dark wizard after him. Why not just tell him who his godfather is? a lazy trope to have something revolve around just a misunderstanding of something that was said. Yeah. It's like, it's so annoying though. Like, it's such a cheap excuse to not tell him that because you're uncomfortable. Like, that's so cheap. It's like, Fudge is like, the idea would torment him. I'm like, the kid has PTSD. Like, (laughs) what is gonna be... What is gonna be worse than that? Like, but I also noticed where it said that Dumbledore was worried about Sirius being their secret keeper, I thought that was really interesting, because I was wondering, like, was it because he suspected Sirius, or he just thought it was dangerous to use friends at all? Because I know he wanted to be their secret keeper, but I was wondering, because it did say specifically that he was worried about Sirius being the secret keeper. I don't know. Because someone... Really? Yeah, they knew someone on the inside had to... Maybe it was purely because of... Sirius's family reputation, you know? Yeah. Cause I would understand yeah, that. Yeah, because they knew on that some someone level. on the inside was giving Voldemort information. They just didn't suspect that it would be Peter. So it's like they were right in that, but like I just I thought that was interesting. That he was like specifically yeah. worried about Sirius. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of a reason why. Yeah. Why that would be the case and then pass it on to Peter. Maybe, I mean, it, there's, it's, Dumbledore would do this if he knew that, like, to kill Voldemort, Peter had to betray them. He would totally make that sacrifice. Yeah, he would. Um, but I think, and didn't, I believe later in the series, James, like, I, it's probably, I think it's Lily, said that they didn't want, like, they considered making Dumbledore a secret keeper, but she knew that if it came down to it, Dumbledore would give them up for the greater good. I don't... I, I kind of remember that, like, vaguely. It might have been in the letter. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Huh. huh. That's interesting. Also, the description Hagrid gives of Sirius on the night James and Lily died is the saddest thing I have ever heard. It was the saddest yeah. thing I have ever heard. Like, and the fact that he didn't even get Harry, even though he was his godfather, and, like... Basically, the whole point of assigning godparents is so that they go with them when... When the parents die. Yeah, and it's like, you know, he loses his two best friends, like, in the world, is betrayed by another one, all on the same night, and then doesn't even get to, like, see his godson, like, at all before he's taken away. He's in Azkaban for, like, 13 years. Yeah, literally, like, the description, though, that he was, like, shaking and, like, white, like, I just, it was, like, the saddest thing I've ever heard. 
Um, also, this one scene that I really wish had been in the movies, I mean, I, I think it was, but it was, like, really short and not done as well as it could be. The scene, like, of Harry lying on his bed looking at the pictures of Sirius and his parents' wedding and just wondering, like, who he was and, like, what happened and thinking fully that he had betrayed his parents yes. was so good and so sad because I feel like the hardships in Harry's life are really easy to look overlook. But, like, this scene was so good because he has he knows absolutely nothing about Sirius other at this point than he's his godfather and his parents trusted him and that he betrayed them. And it's like... And then later when he knows the truth, like, he looks back at the photo and he sees it, like, a completely differently. Yeah, because he's looking at it and he's, like, you know, he's looking at the picture of them in their wedding thinking how long after it after this was it that he went to Voldemort and betrayed them like how you know he's thinking at it like that but then when he knows the truth it's like a completely different picture basically um yeah and I really wish that that would have been in the movie because that was it and was really good and you know what what May- maybe they just didn't do this a classic style in the wizarding world but like so usually at a wedding they would have all the groomsmen line up uh-huh. with like wouldn't he see Remus there? Like, I'm assuming Remus would be from what, one of his groomsmen. Yeah, from what I understood, like, James and Lily's wedding seemed like it was very small, if not rushed, because of the state of the world. I still think no, James no, no. would invite his best friend. No, I'm not saying that he wouldn't invite Remus. I'm just saying that I think that they were limited pictures of the event. And from what I understand, this was a picture of them... I I kind of, I can't really remember, but from what I understand, this was kind of a picture of them, like, I always envisioned it as them standing at the altar and Sirius next to James because he was his best man, and I always kind of envisioned it as, like, a shot of, like, like, chest and above, because they're standing there, like, about to be Mm. married or have just gotten married, and they're all smiling and laughing, so I didn't envision it as, like, you know, and Hagrid had to collect all these pictures, and who would really have that many pictures of their wedding anymore because most people that they knew... It could have been Remus taking the photo. Well, yeah, but I'm sure that Hagrid didn't think to go to Remus when he was compiling this book for Harry. Yeah. He probably, on hand, had maybe, or could access easily a picture of Sirius and James and Lily. And, you know, I don't think he would have included all of their wedding pictures if there were more because he wanted Harry to have as many pictures of his parents front and center as possible. So, um, yeah, I think that that was probably the easiest picture to get. And it just happened to include Sirius standing next to James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they said that Neville resembled Peter Pettigrew. I thought that that was a really interesting parallel to make because I think it really does explain the different, like, the way that their lives could have ended up the same way, but it just, it, it just 100% depended on how people around them treated them and, like, the choice, the different choices you have to make when you're a young adult. You know, they were always kind of the runt of the group, left behind, overlooked, you know, people made fun of them a lot. But the difference is that people like Harry believed in Neville, encouraged him, helped him, gave him chances, and that's why he didn't end up like Peter Pettigrew and didn't betray his friends for for validation. Because I'm sure that he. And I also think Neville's parents was a big part of that. Absolutely. I feel like that was an, like the, he 
thought about them a lot, I'm assuming. No, I'm sure. In, in everything he does. Yeah. And although when you're saying that, I also do think that James, Remus, and Sirius were good dependents for Peter, I'm assuming. No, yeah, I, for sure. But when I feel like the way that he grew up, be like idolizing James and Sirius was kind of unhealthy because and Lupin as well yeah. because they were just so light years ahead of him and Neville was very far behind for a lot of time until he realized that he was capable of doing everything that everyone else was doing you know it just took a minute for it to click for him and I'm sure that it could have been the same with Peter but he spent so much time idolizing James and Sirius and wishing he was like them and wanting to be them and not acting on any sort of motivation that he lacked a lot of validation and he never it never clicked for him like the skill and all of that and so you know now he's a young adult and now all of these things are happening and he i you know he's seeking validation from someone and he wants to do something not necessarily something good for people but something that will make him feel good about himself like he was chasing a leader like People like Peter Pettigrew, who are so not independent and not very strong-willed people, just naturally will seek really strong people to lead them. And for most of his life, that was James and Sirius. But they grew up, James got married, and, you know, they weren't around to be that for him anymore. And so he was going to latch on to any kind of strong-willed person that could lead him and tell him what to do. And then in return validate him and telling and tell him that he was doing something right and for that you know that became Voldemort for him and I think it would have been easy for anyone who grew up to be that way to throw everything under the bus just to feel like you were doing something right for someone because it wasn't yeah. even about doing something good it was about doing something and having someone who you knew was a strong leader tell you good job and of course, Voldemort did that. You know, he knew how to play people. Mm -hmm. And he knew that Peter would play right into his hand if he told him, you know, you'll be so valued for this. You know, you'll be one of my biggest supporters if you do this. Because Voldemort's whole following was made up of almost like a class structure. The more you did, the the closer you got to him. And the, the more important you were to him. And so the more Peter gave away the more validation he was getting in return. And so I think that, you know, potentially, if Neville hadn't been a part of a group like the DA, and if Harry and Hermione, you know, hadn't helped him out and hadn't believed in him and hadn't given him chances, he would have been able to throw his parents' story out the window if, you know, maybe not for Voldemort specifically, but, you know, for someone, for people who ended up like Peter, like, he would have, he threw everything away. He did, you know? His best friends. And condemned their son to the life of an orphan. So I think that the parallel drawn between Peter and Neville was really a huge, you know, it just really showed, like, first of all, the choices you make as an individual to better your life and or not, and the importance of just being nice to people who you may not think are as good as you because you never know what they will give away 
to find the validation that they need because Neville wasn't yeah. getting it from his family members either. We don't really know anything about Peter's home life, but Neville's grandmother was very, very harsh with him. We know he had a mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we don't know what she was like. We don't know if she was like Neville's grandmother and always telling him that he was taking weak subjects and that, you know, he wasn't doing enough, he wasn't like his father or whatever. So I think it's That's just... That's why I've always said that like people there's been a long talk for a long time of people wanting like something revolving around the marauders mm-hmm. um it's kind of died out recently yeah i think people don't really want jk's hand in anything <laughs> but i always thought that peter would be a really good person to be to revolve that around yeah like i feel like he's we he would be a really interesting protagonist an anti-hero of course yeah definitely but because i think yeah. his arc would be such an interesting thing to see yeah yeah and he's just such a hard to put character he's obviously an awful person yeah but he has some interesting motivations yeah. and I kind of pity him as well, like 100%. Snape. Not as much as Snape, to be honest. Yeah. But I do see that. I do pity and him. Let me just yeah. say that um, if Peter was written or portrayed as conventionally attractive, I think many people would have a very different opinion on him. Yeah, 100%. Um, I Yeah, I absolutely pity Peter because the same people that he threw under the bus were the people that were formatively responsible for the way that he turned out. Now, that's not me saying that James Potter deserved to die or that Sirius Black deserved to go to jail. Like, neither of them did. However, like, you know, they were good to Peter because he was their friend, but in this few scenes we've seen from, you know, their adolescence, they weren't always the kindest to him because they knew that they were better than him and knew that he knew it and didn't think that there was any point in concealing it or or being extra helpful or nice to him. Lupin was pretty neutral because he was not he was not an instigator. He was not someone who was going to make like insert himself in any situation that might make him uncomfortable. But um you know, the two people that mostly were affected by his actions were the two people who could have made the biggest difference in the outcome of Peter's life. Yeah. Peter could have ended up like Neville easily, you know, successful with a job that he really enjoyed, you know, but the people closest to him didn't, you know, make that possible. There were so many other factors that influenced it too, but you know, if people like Harry had scoffed at Neville when he asked for help, or Hermione had looked down on him and not helped him in potions and things like that, like, Neville could have 100% turned out to be a completely different person, just like Peter did. (laughs) The next thing I have to say is that Ron almost laughing out loud when Hagrid says that the flower worms are dead is so funny. (laughs) Because it said, Ron says, oh no, but his lip, like, twitched because he wanted to laugh because the flower worms were all dead so funny <laughs> Ooh, um i also um i want to say that for this i i'm assuming we're on to chapter 11 right i don't I know yeah don't write it down but i immediately saw the name of this chapter the fireball and was already annoyed with harry and ron just like immediately <laughs> I yeah. 
they're so awful here. I'm sure yeah. we're about to get to that, but... Yeah, we are. I just... I have another Dementor thing that's written in here. We don't have to go over it much, but I said, like, how do they communicate? Because Hagrid says that they didn't want to let him go. Like, how did... Did they tell him that? Like, how... <laughs> how does he know? I don't understand it. I don't either, and we're going to be angry if we keep talking about Dementors, so let's just move on. <laughs> um... The little included moments while they're looking at pictures, like, and, like, trying to figure out what to help Hagrid with with the hippogriff thing, like, the little moments where they're like, oh my god, look what they did to it, that's so gross, is, like, the funniest thing ever. I was laughing so hard reading that part, because they came across the one picture of, like, a mutilated hippogriff, and they were like, ew, look what they did to it, that's so gross. I can just imagine them, like, showing each other, like, ew, look at this. And then Hagrid just sitting there, like... That's what's gonna happen to my hippogriff. <laughs> okay, this isn't. I didn't want to make this a trivia question because that's not fair. But um, just because I know the answer, I want to ask. So they mention a manticore, but do you know what a manticore is? I feel like I've heard this so many times. Is it like a lion with a unicorn horn? That's how it, always how I've imagined it. I'm not gonna lie. So it has the head of a man, the body of a lion, and the tail of a scorpion. Oh, is that the thing from Onward? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, it, I, is it? I need to know. It, like, runs a pub. Okay. <laughs> Just look it up. Is there a, oh, crap, a manticore? Yes, there is. Okay. Also, Crookshanks being angry with Tinsel tied around his neck in, like, a bow is so cute. I should do that to Crookshanks this year. You to my absolutely Kirkshanks. should. He's gonna. You should also kill your friend's pet. What? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way that I didn't get that for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really funny. He would hate me. I, I, I kind of hesitated. I kind of just said you should kill your friends. <laughs> Also, the scene of... There are so many really funny little scenes in this chapter. The scene of Ron trying to kick Crookshanks, but kicking Harry's trunk instead and hurting his foot is such a mess. But it is so funny. And when it... They try to kick so many cats in this series. And it's a little disturbing. And then when it says... They describe, like, Ron's, like, moaning in pain and rage is so funny. (laughs) Like, that was just the funniest thing ever. I was reading this chapter and, like, lots of these little moments were just really funny (laughs) when do you think they revoked the order of merlin and the other titles from Pettigrew? like do you think it was after deathly hollows like i I don't really know it wouldn't be any time before that because no one really knew yeah because they would have found out that he worked for them after I would assume so because when and they would have and five through seven the ministry is like corrupt so they wouldn't ignore even if they did find out they probably wouldn't yeah I'm sure they revoked it after book seven okay um at Christmas dinner McGonagall definitely offered Trelawney tripe to be rude on purpose because tripe is so nasty and I'm sure that she knew that isn't that a fish um, that's trout. Let me just read you. <laughs> Tripe, listen to this. 
the first or second stomach of a cow or other ruminant used no. as food. Yeah. No. It's like, yeah, edible lining from the stomachs of various farm animals. Yep. That looks yeah. disgusting. I know that McGonagall did that just because she Why does she it look like honeycomb? Ew. Uh, it does It does. Not. It does. I think somebody put honeycomb in here. Just look at... Yes! Ew! Ew, ew. Okay, yeah. I guess it kind of does. I was looking at, like, the first picture and... Ew, yeah. No, it says yumcha honeycomb tripe. No, yeah. I see it. I see it. No, that's so gross. That is so gross. Ew, what? Anyways. Ew, what? <laughs> I already anyway. said this to you earlier, but Sir Cadigan's passwords were way more fun than the fat ladies. I don't remember them. They were just better. I, ha- I think I have... I think <laughs> I have a trivia. I don't have a trivia question on it this time, but I have one on it next episode. Okay. Yeah. Great. Time for trivia! Yay! All okay. Week. She has been so excited for this. All week. I am pumped. I don't know why and I'm scared. Okay. Can I go Probably first? not very good. You already got one because it was so easy. Oh, fantastic. I'll just give myself a point right now. <laughs> um... Okay. You don't need it. Whatever. Anyways, can I go first? Sure. Okay. Um, okay. What did Ron throw at Malfoy's face in potions class, and how many points were taken from Gryffindor by which teacher? I just gave it away on accident by what teacher. It was going to be really easy anyways, so. Um, (laughs) I know it's a crocodile heart. 50 points. Yes. By what teacher? Snape. Yeah. Okay, wait. You're right, but I'm going to need the two adjectives that come before crocodile heart. No. (laughs) Yes. No. Yes. That's a two-part question. You don't get to do that. What are you talking about? You didn't say that. Because you answered before I was done. (laughs) Like. No, that's not true. I literally. You hesitated. I did not. It's literally no. I literally wrote We're it in here today, guys. No, I wrote it in did you here hear that? that I wanted two adjectives. Today? I said, We're "Oh my god, today. <laughs> I hate you so much." I'm getting Give me today. the two adjectives. <laughs> I'm still giving you like at least eighty point eighty five of a point. Just two adjectives. They're the most generic ones you could say about a crocodile heart. Slimy green. Okay, you got one. It's not a color, so you've got slimy. Gross. <laughs> okay, think rationally. So we've got texture. I don't usually what do that. What else? I would. I literally just wish I could tell you because you deserve the point. But I wanted the two adjectives. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm we so have texture. Sp- it's not color. Scaly. That's literally another texture adjective. Um, large. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> a large, slimy crocodile heart. Good for you. Okay. I know. <laughs> That's so funny, though. Me. That scene was hilarious. <laughs> um, who, you're gonna, who nearly lost an eye to the Whomping Willow? Wait. Oh, Flitwick. No. What? Wait, I need more context than this. When, like, what was happening? Like, why, who was near the Whopping Willow? Like, <laughs> no, what? it was, um, Lupin was talking about it. 
when he was in school. Oh, I'm not going to remember that kid's name. That You remembered Olive Hornby. Okay, yeah, but she had a bigger part in the series than that guy did. It started did with she? an Did it start with an A? No. Then I have no idea. Um, Davy Gudgeon. Yeah, I was never going to remember that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How many legs do Hinky Punks have? One. Good for you. <laughs> I looked over that five times. Because I was so confused because he was talking about, like, two different animals, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that was so weird. Um... What is the full opening to the Marauders map? So I know it's like Messrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs proudly present the Marauders map. No. Do I have to say it word for word? I mean, you kind of have to get the key words. Do they say present? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, wait, wait. It's, so I got the first part, right? Shh, I wouldn't give that to you since it's like everyone knows that, but I'll that's give it to you, I guess. That's not fair, though. I, I mean, I, that's not really... Okay. Okay, wait. It's okay, not wait, really wait, the wait, trivial wait. part. Is literally just their names, but Whatever. okay. <laughs> um... Oh, I don't know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Um. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I want you guys to know she's literally on her computer right now looking. Because my notes are right here. I'm staring at my doc. <laughs> you keep trying to frame me as a cheater. Okay, but you literally are about to give yourself a point for knowing their names. Fine, then I don't get a point for that. Let me think. Um. Okay, wait, I'm trying to, like, I can, like, see the page in my head. Don't they say proud to present the Marauder's map at some point? Yeah. Okay, wait. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Oh, wait. There's that, like... They call themselves something. They give themselves, like, like a mm -hmm. title. Ooh. Is it, like... Do you give up? No! Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I cannot lose trivia this time. Like, it can't happen. Um, <laughs> On the week you've been waiting for so bad. I, I was just excited for my questions. I knew you were going to get the crocodile heart one. Is it like, it's like aid, it's like aids to mischief makers or is it like. You've gotten some stuff there. I knew that, like, I remember that, like, Mischief Makers, because why would the opening thing be, like, or, like, why would the close the map thing be, like, Mischief Managed? You got AIDS as well. Huh? You got AIDS as well. Yeah. Is there, like, another adjective or something? There is. It's, like, a really basic adjectives. Oh, God. Of blank, like, blank Mischief Makers. And also, blank of AIDS to blank mischief makers. I know that I'm not going to know the blank of AIDS one. Is it, <laughs> when is it like, is it like magical mischief makers? Yes. Okay, I, I'm not going to know. I'll give you this to you. I'm not going to know what the first I'll give one the is. point to you. 
Okay. It's Messrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs, purveyors of aids to magical mischief makers, oh. are proud to present the Marauder's Map. I was never going to remember the first word. I know. I think the magical mischief makers thing is just like, cause like it's like, it's so annoying. Hello. So, unfortunately, uh, this is editing, Colin. Unfortunately, the rest of the audio for this episode was lost. I don't know what happened. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Um... We tied on the trivia, just so you know, and I won rock, paper, scissors that we did. So that's it for this episode. Please follow us on Instagram and like continue listening because we appreciate you. Maybe review us on Apple Podcasts if you're feeling spicy. If you're spicy, I, I, can you tell I never write these things out? I just kind of go into them. It, thank you for coming. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>